keys past the megaphone I shouted on the count of three Welcome to episode 121 of Voice in Education. This is Julie Daniel Davis, and I have with me today Susan Bearden of Innovate EDU. And before I even have her tell you who she is, I want to tell you who she is to me. Um, so Susan is one of those people in the ed tech world. When I first kind of started getting out of my bubble of my school, uh, she was a wealth of knowledge. She uh, really, her insightfulness and her ability to see both sides of an issue was a strength that I saw in her that it, I really just kind of navigated towards. So there have been multiple times in my career that I have reached out to her to ask her questions and get her thoughts on ideas. So I'm pretty excited to have her with us today. Susan, welcome. Tell the people who you are and what you do now. Thank you, Julie. And can I just say it is an honor to know you as well. So I'm very much appreciate the opportunity to be here. Um, so I'm currently the director of digital programs for Innovate EDU, which is a nonprofit that's dedicated to helping eliminate the achievement gap by accelerating the use of innovative learning models. So the project I oversee is Project Unicorn, which is a national coalition of organizations dedicated to supporting and promoting data interoperability in the K-12 space. Which I love every little thing inside of me when I heard what you were doing, I was like, yes, that's exactly amazing. And I love that it's called Project Unicorn. That makes me happy. <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, what is EdTech interoperability and what does it look like? So interoperability refers to the basic ability of computer systems to connect and communicate with one another easily. So you benefit from interoperability every day without even realizing it. So for instance, I'm using my Apple AirPods right now for this podcast, and I can use it them with both my Windows PC and my Mac, even though they were made by different companies, because they rely on the Bluetooth standard. So in K-12 education, interoperability often starts with single sign-on, whereby students only need one username and password to log into multiple different systems. So you may be familiar with that as if your district uses a platform like Classlink or Clever, or if you can use your school Google account credentials or your uh, Microsoft Active Directory credentials to log into other ed tech platforms. Uh, but interoperability can do much more than that. So uh, for instance, one challenge teachers often face is that to get an understanding of their students or do, how their students are doing academically, they have to log into multiple different systems, which is a very time consuming effort. And I'm sure every teacher can relate to that. So imagine instead, um, uh, we'll say a teacher named Monique who logs into her computer before school starts and is taken to her student data landing page, which displays real time school data about class attendance, behavior and academic performance. So she clicks on the name of one of her students and is brought to a 360 degree profile combining information about attendance, behavior, uh, star benchmark performance level and his access score for English language learners is at the top of the page. And graphic indicators show whether Mario is on track, if he's falling behind academically or if he has a certain number of unexcused absences. And next to uh, the student's picture is a flag indicating the student has an IEP. So she's able to see in one place his current academic goals and his progress towards achieving them. So that is kind of the ultimate goal of interoperability is for us to be able to pull together all of this important data that's stored in different systems. So teachers and administrators can see them in one place so that they can make the best decisions possible to help their students. 
And I totally get that as someone who's been the director of instructional technology and innovation in my last role. Um, having teachers have to go to multiple different places, create a spreadsheet to compare the data. There's a reason teachers hate the word data. It's because it's not easy to access to learn how to use it well. So interoperability teachers, this is a thing that's coming, that's there, but you can expect more and more of it in order to best meet not only your students' needs, but your needs as well. So next question, because I know you are big on privacy as well. Um, how might this help solve some privacy issues? That's a really great question because just because systems are interoperable and interoperable doesn't guarantee that student privacy is protected, but there are some important ways in which interoperability can support student privacy. For, for, so for instance, um, one way is through uh, single sign-on, by, whereby interoperability eliminates the use of multiple user credentials, and um, whereby often when, when educators or, or just all computer users have to remember multiple credentials, they store them in insecure locations because right. they can't remember them all, like a sticky note inside of a desk drawer, which, you know, students can easily find that. <laughs> right. So with single sign-on, users only have to remember one set of user credentials, which decreases the likelihood that they'll store the credentials insecurely. Now, it's important to remember that users need to realize that in this scenario, a single set of credentials can be used to access a lot more data. So user training is critically important to make sure that that one set of credentials is kept secure. Right. And another interoperability can help with privacy is by eliminating the need for the manual import and export of data. You referenced it just a few minutes ago, Julie, that how so often teachers have to download um, Excel spreadsheets of information and combine data in different places in order to get a sense of how their students are doing. Well, every time you have um, data that's stored um, either locally on a computer system or, you know, in a, another, um, like a, a cloud-based account like Dropbox or something like that, that is increasing the risk to student privacy. So right. interoperable systems can improve privacy by eliminating the need for that manual import and export of data uh, so that data can just be stored and displayed in one secure location and still give teachers the tools and the access they need um, to improve instruction. Yeah, I think a lot of this that you're talking about is a very much behind the scenes thing for the for the average teacher, but for yes. the CTO and for the school administration, they know the importance of, you know, where that data is and, and where it needs to be. Um, but but teachers also have a responsibility for taking care of that as well. This helps them in that thing. So um, last question. Why do you think programmers and developers should consider this a priority for the future? Well, honestly, it makes sense from a business perspective because more and more districts are putting requirements for interoperability in their requests for proposals or RFPs. Um, there are some districts that won't even consider an ed tech tool unless it is aligned with a particular educational standard. The reality is that interoperability is the wave of the future. I feel like K-12 education is behind other industries, for instance, interoperability in healthcare, right. uh, but it's it's where the future's going. It's where we're going. And so it makes sense for ed tech tools and vendors to determine based on whatever the potential use case of their tool and the standards that they would want to align to may vary depending on how what their tool is and how it's being used. But that's where that's the wave of the future. And I think the COVID pandemic has really demonstrated why interoperability is so important because 
teachers and students are using so much more education online tools and they're relying more on uh, different types of data. For instance, attendance data in, mm -hmm. uh, in online instruction. How are you determining attendance? Um, and how can that information be accessed from different learning management systems? Uh, so these, the, this, is the, uh, these are the, this is the wave of the future. And so it's kind of like to vendors, I would say you either need to jump on the train or get out of the way. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree, yes. Uh, so one of the things that, as you know, um, being a part of the voice industry and voice technology, we're, there's a lot of call for these different devices to be able to speak to each other. And so the push has been interoperability between these devices. I think we're also going to see voice technology embedded on top of EdTech tools that we already have. It's going to be the next paradigm shift, in my opinion. But that being said, I wanted to have you on today because I want the developers of voice to hear the impact true interoperability can have on education as well. We're not there in terms of what we could do with voice, but there's so much potential there. And that's why I'm happy to have you share this today. So thank you for being with me today. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Julie. It's my pleasure. It's always great fun to talk with you. So thank you for having me. All right, guys, if you want to get in touch with Susan, uh, you can follow her on Twitter. It's S Bearden, right? S underscore Bearden. S <laughs> underscore Bearden. Uh, is there an email they can reach out to you if they have more questions? Sure. My uh, work email is susan at innovateedunyc.org. So All right. definitely happy to answer questions about this topic. So if you have any questions on interoperability, she's your girl. Thanks again. Thank you, Julie.